Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, are you guys ready for Sunday, for the big game, for the superb owl? The part. The Parcheesi event? Oh, yes. I heard about the National Parcheesi Alliance. The Parcheesi event? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what we said last year on the Super Bowl? (laughs) No. It's just their... It's it's their World Series. It ends on Sunday. Oh, really? Starts at about 6.30 p.m. Oh, yeah. Who do you you like in this Parcheesi tournament? Well, I... I am a big Vladimir Borghese. <laughs> okay, oh, you're a Vladimir yeah. guy. Oh, come on! I, I got money on on Josh the Big Cheese Parcheesi, but uh, he's so <laughs> dedicated he changes his last name to Parcheesi. <laughs> Josh the Big Cheese Parcheesi. You yeah. know, I, I'm just afraid uh, that his, you know, he's relatively new, relatively new to the circuit. You know, you can't really you can't really trust him. So um, he's played a couple risky moves. Um, <laughs> I like, you know, I'm I'm a big fan, uh, of of the the. Well, I'm not a big fan. Wait, hold on. What do I want to say? I'm trying to remember. Uh, You're a big I, anti fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's an anti fan of the guy he's I'm rooting an for. Anti fan. No, I was gonna say uh, you can't. Uh, you can't. Go, it's hard. It's hard to bet against. Um, you know, the six-time champion. Uh, Bomb, bomb, tradey, uh, the Parcheesi champion yeah. of the world. <laughs> it's just that's right. He's got all those cheese rings. You know? He does. He's got He's them got all. <laughs> He's got them all. Um, but no, I'm I'm very excited for the for the, for the Parcheesi tournament. Um, I, I did not. Vladimir's going to take it this year. I didn't expect these matchups. I really didn't. Uh, also, yeah, it's not the finals. It's the entire tournament. All of them are on Sunday. Sixty-four matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah strap on in well i'll be pre-gaming it continuous gaming it and then post-gaming it because i'm i really <laughs> like to get my parcheesi fill you know well as you as you guys are aware it is a multi-day event it doesn't stop till all 64 games are done it's like a marathon that's right well there's the round robin section and uh then and you, once they get to bracketed play, then uh, then I always I can't miss that, you know. Right, right. I mean, but you you forget about the 1995 tournament that was done in one day. It literally was one day. Um, well, that's that. Yeah, that's because you had the triple double reverse that ended, you know, 56 games at once. That was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, we we could never forget about that 95 <laughs> tournament. I mean, that one went down in history. Yeah, I know. It, they still talk about it to this day. To this day, um, you know. But tune in uh, to your uh, local what ESPN, the, the Ocho, the, the, the Ocho, the, the yeah, the blockade. I was just gonna say this reminds me of that like, the announcer in dodgeball who would always be like, yeah, who could ever forget you know back in the, back in that matchup from '58 you know yeah oh man no but it, in all seriousness I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs too wipe the floor with Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. They um, they've looked strong all year. The, I'm, the spread is 3 and I'm taking it with the spread. I mean, yeah, but who cares? Like the Super Bowl is just the 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 it's the halftime show for the for the Parcheesi World Tour. Um, right. <laughs> they take the, they traditionally take that break in all the matches. Yeah. See, I so, feel wrong. We should really be recording this on like Sunday afternoon. So Todd could give you all like the picks for the game that already happened. 
<laughs> True. Yeah, you know? that's that's probably that's probably this the, is it's kind of disappointing that we're getting this out before the Super Bowl actually happens. I know. Well, I can. I mean, I, we could just make predictions. I can go real fast. You ready for this? By th- Chiefs by three. Pat Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP. It will be a heads for a coin flip. Will there be an overtime? No, there won't. Final score: thirty-seven twenty-eight. Okay. okay, there you go. You heard it here first, probably. <laughs> it's an exclusive. Listen, I got to keep up with, with, with sports news, right? That's how it goes. That's right. how it goes. Yeah. Like I said last week, or I don't know if this made – I don't think it was in the recording, but um, the NFL is rigged. So, yes, I do agree the the <laughs> Chiefs are going to win um, because that is what the NFL wants. So, uh, oh, well. Oh, well. And- oh, well. <laughs> Are you going to be watching the game, or are you going to be working, Chris? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to be. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm going to be off. Uh, okay. So, so all you beer dad fans out there, I'm planning on not streaming because I don't really want to take the shine away from the Super Bowl. You know. Right. That wouldn't be fair. Yeah. For Mr. Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to steal his spotlight. Yeah. You know? you know, I did it to him last year, I think, and uh, don't want to do it to him again. He wrote me personally. For- and asked me not to. Yeah, please Patty, don't stream. Yeah, Patty Mahomes 15 in my chat. He said that his mom <laughs> was at the game, but... Uh, <laughs> Had me up but, on her phone. <laughs> yeah, she was on her phone the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Anyway, but yeah. you know what goes great with the Super Bowl? Beer. Beer. It does. It does. Um, yeah. And, and I like to drink beer. Do you... <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you drink you a look, beer now? You both sounded like you had something you had to say, so feel free to get it out there. I just thought that ending the intro with the idea of Pat Mahomes' mom watching him, watching Chris stream shiny hunting while her son's in the Super Bowl is pretty good. Pretty good idea. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, Obert, you're right. Beer does go along really well with the Super Bowl. So, with that, what are you drinking this week? Well, I got... I got an interesting choice. This is um, an Omegang Game of Thrones series beer. Um, you know, we I don't think we've had any of these. I think we had like when they first were doing the Game of Thrones beers, like long, long, long time ago. Um, Game of Thrones is obviously over a long time. We don't talk about the show anymore. It's dead to us all. Um, but I was going through the aisle and I saw this winter is here which is a double white ale with sea salt and white pepper. And I thought, you know, it's just a very unusual combination for a beer and worth bringing to the pod, regardless of how I feel about Game of Thrones. <laughs> what, what is a double white ale? Like, is it going to pour white? No, I think it's like a Belgian white. Um, oh. it's, it's just an imperial white ale. That's what they mean by double white. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Just like our double IPAs, they don't send to India twice, just the once. <laughs> yeah. Brewed with white wheat malt, seasoned with white pepper and sea salt, and bottle conditioned with our house yeast. The beer pours hazy pale straw with an imposing head. So, a.k.a. expect a crisp pour. <laughs> uh, while notes of banana, clove, and pronounced pepper accompany a subtle sweetness. At 8.3% ABV, this beer arrives as forcefully as the Night King himself. You have been warned. So, All right. With that warning. It sounds spooky. Yeah, it does. It sounds it, like... It does sound spooky. 
And I'm like, you never want the Night King to show up. No. And I'm like, did they just, were they like, okay, we need a White Walker beer. What are some white things we can put in our beer? Um, sea salt. That's white. <laughs> and, and what was the other one? White peppercorn? Uh, yeah, white pepper. And uh, yeah, it's a so double the, white ale. So. so they were out at dinner and they were discussing what they can put in beer. And they saw the things that were sitting on their table. And they said, salt and pepper. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Because neither of them I would want to put in beer. Definitely a bit of a, a little bit of a crisp pour, but um, you know, this is one of those glasses with the, the bulb in the middle, which I like using these for my Belgians. They have a nice, I think they capture the aroma pretty well. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty thick head. Two C's. Yes, definitely. Approaching three. Three C's <laughs> on, our, on our thick scale. Some would call that an imposing head. Yeah, this is like if the White Walker showed up and was a head on a beer. <laughs> That's what it would look like. <laughs> Um, but for sure on the notes, I get all that Belgian-y goodness. Uh, they said banana, clove. Yeah, that's, that's typically what I associate. You know, I don't really know. We talked a little bit about doubles and triples and quads on this show before. I guess this kind of is flirting the line between a double, a, like a dopel, or no, not a dopel, a double or just like a Belgian style or a white ale. I don't really know where it falls in how much different a white ale versus a traditional Belgian is. I think it's just a fancy way. I think they just wanted the white Walker tie in and which is why they called it a white ale versus saying Belgian style, you know? Mm. Um, but I've procrastinated enough while waiting for this head to die down. I think um, I should just jump right in. Let's, let's hit that, hit that beautiful soundboard. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> it's beer. Yeah. 30. And I'm, Thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah. You know, that that just hits a little different when we record on Mondays, because I haven't been working like a dog all week long. I've been working <laughs> like a dog all day long, but... That's true. You know? But for the listeners who are listening to this on Thursday... That's right. They, they're ready. It's beer 30 for them, which is really, right. we care about Correct. the listeners, you know, right. and, and they're beer 30. As I've given them all the winners of the Super Bowl, you know, coming up. And if you can play future bets, bet on the Chiefs to win for the next two seasons. It's a Tud guarantee. Tud guarantee. You don't know that. Super Bowl three, Pete. Throwing it down here. Four, no, no, four no. Pete. I'm saying four two Pete. after this. Oh. And he's going to go. He's going to do a four, Pete. Wow. And okay. then the Colts win. It's all part Did of the plan. Did you find a quarterback during that time? No. I'm so mad about Matthew Stafford, by the way. <laughs> so mad. Like, what the hell? Anyways. You should be more mad about Andrew Luck. Well, yeah, but I've accepted, like, I've moved on. I've accepted that. That's two years ago now. Well, unless he comes back. Could come back. He could come back. Andrew Luck, please come back. Could unretire. Please come back. (laughs) We need you more than ever. I mean, you got to get it all out now because this is the last week we can talk about football for, like, 30 weeks. That is true. All right, in that case... (laughs) we're gonna go on the tangent for about 20 uh, minutes well i know i shouldn't have opened that door well i'll say this i don't really get any of that white pepper flavor um no more so than like no spicy like belgians normally have a little bit of that pepper zing to it yeah you know but like a little bit of that white pepper is white pepper different than black pepper well i mean outside of color like Uh, yeah i don't know I've never, I've never had, I think so. I've never had or seen white pepper. Is it made up? I, uh, it could be. Okay. It could be. They just like take black pepper and bleach it. 
and then it's white pepper. <laughs> oh. Um, I get a little bit of the sea salt in terms of it just leaves me thirsty, if that makes sense. You ever have a beer like that, like one of those, like a sea salt gosa? Where it yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what I was thinking of. It, it leaves your palate, it leaves your tongue like, you know, I'm even thirstier after taking that sip somehow. <laughs> so I get a little bit of that. Mm. Um, it's a good, it's a good Belgian though. Um, nothing I would lose my mind over. Um, I think it was 10 bucks for the bottle, you know, pretty good price. Um, and I don't know if you said that, but that's a bomber, right? It is. Yeah. They had, they had a whole three pack of game of Thrones tie in beers and they've been sitting on the shelf there for a long time. And they finally decided to open up the three packs and sell them individually. So I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, I can, I can snag one of these. And I, I mean, we like your, we like Oma gang here on the, on the pod. I think we're all fans. They're from yeah. Cooperstown, right? Yeah, uh, somewhere yeah. in New York. Yeah, Cooperstown. Isn't it Oma Gang, New York? No, Oma Gang, Cooperstown, New York. Uh, yep. Um, just just for clarity, black pepper tends to give off more spicy heat, but white pepper, while it is spicy, it is more is also more earthy and musty. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Yeah. But it's not as spicy. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe my review might might change a little bit as this warms up. You know, I took this out of the fridge. About half an hour ago, with the anticipation, it says here serve at forty degrees. I think we're approaching that, and um, you know we'll probably get a little warmer than that as the show goes on. So if I have, if I have more tasting notes, I'll hit you with them mid-show. Um, I don't know what the review is going to be on Untapped because you know people have thoughts about the show, myself included. I wonder if that bleeds over into the beer. But uh, for this winter is here from Oma Gang, I'm gonna give it. It's gonna come in at like. Three and a half for me. You know, it's an average Belgian. Um, okay. Yeah, like I said, it was just like a $10 bottle. It wasn't like a crazy, fancy Belgian. Right. And if you, like, hypothetically speaking, had to average out 20,000 ratings. 20,000? 20, 20,000 ratings. I was not expecting that many. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> 20,000 ratings. What do you think? What do you think this said uh, universe of untapped users would... Uh, would say hypothetically i think they're gonna like it but not that much it's a 393 not quite not quite 377 oh pretty low yeah you know yeah Yeah. okay not surprised like i said closer to my closer to my rating i gave i thought untapped was gonna like it a little bit more than i did but yeah i I liked it as much as untapped liked it (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's one of those once you get above like ten thousand ratings unless you're it's hard to break that four one one of the best of the best yeah so yeah and if it tastes like a triple i mean some people don't like or if it tastes like a belgian right some people don't like belgian so right you're they shouldn't have bought it then naturally arguing against half the people yeah okay um yeah game of thrones terrible show don't watch it anymore Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can you can watch like the first six seasons. But who'd who'd want to watch it and then not finish it? You know, I don't know. I haven't been able to rewatch it. True. Um, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't I rewatch. Know. it. I don't know if they're ever going to finish it. the books. I've moved on to acceptance that they're never gonna they're never gonna come out with another book. But uh, who's who's ready to to have Todd play a song about beer for them while they drink a beer? So if I'm ready, that means I play a song for myself about. Tud drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'll go next. Okay. What do you got for us this week, Tud? So last week I had talked about how um, 
I don't think I had ever had Coles Road on the podcast. And the historian never got back to me. So I decided that I would just bring another Coles Road beer to the podcast. Position's still open and, for those of you. We're keeping, we were going to f- try and fill it. Uh, we're keeping applications open a little bit longer because there's been just so much interest. <laughs> right. Uh, we didn't want to you know, rush right. this big decision. Email your resume with your all your history and experience to uh, dwfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, anyway, sorry, I just wanted to plug our, our open position here. No, that's that's fine. Um, So this week I brought a beer from Coles Road, as I just said, called Descent into Madness number two. Okay. Um, now, I have a short memory. Was this the place that I went to with you and Chris? Yes. Okay, I think, because it's funny, I was like, I think that was Coles Road, but I definitely remember this on the menu. Yeah, they ha- they probably had the first one. This one just came out this past week. Yeah. Well, I think also their beers are kind of, this is like a, they have other beers named similar to this one, right? I, I believe so. I think like the ones that like we were raving about there were um, Axis of Symmetry and uh, there were a few like IPAs like, um, you know, the Fillmore East and, and the sky was yellow and stuff like that. It's all, the, the brewery's very uh, much Grateful Dead heavy. So a lot of the names are, of the beers are references to songs from the Grateful Dead. Oh, um, I, I am not that. a deadhead. The Grateful Dead doesn't do it for me, so I don't know the songs that they're speaking of when when they they name their beers. But I'm sure we must have some listeners out there who are deadheads. So, so if you want to hit up the email dawpodcast at gmail dot com and let me know if there's a reference to a, in a Grateful Dead song to Descent into Madness. Um, on the bottle, there's kind of a a zombie rose that's like breaking apart with an eyeball coming up out of the middle of it. Oh, wow. well, that's kind of creepy and neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is a imperial stout with coconut. So this would be a Chris favorite. Oh, Gross. Yeah. No one likes coconut ever. Um, I I think this is going to be dark as night. And I was right. Billion SRMs? Probably like 8 billion SRMs. Whoa. New new roof on the new SRM scale. Yeah. New high score. New record. I mean, this is as dark as it comes. It's so dark that you can make out the dart frog on the tox glass. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I like your uh, it is pretty dark. tox stein there. So, let's start with the nose here. How, uh, how, how much ABV? Did you see how much ABV it was? I did not. It's a good question. I have it here on untapped. It's 14.1 according to really? that. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's a sixteen point nine ounce bottle. It's a fitting glass because you're about to get intoxicated. <laughs> Ooh, you know, you know. Hang on, hang on. This deserves this deserves a poison Pokemon are toxic. Better get intoxicated. <laughs> but um, tis. So the bottle on here says that uh, this bottle of beer contains an experimental stout. This is the second beer in this series containing a singular base malt with much more complex selection of specialty grains. We then aged it on both raw and hand-toasted coconut flakes using a new method of introducing adjuncts into our beer. The final beer is a luscious and silky beer with notes of milk chocolate, caramel, toasted coconut, and baker's chocolate. For best results, drink this beer fresh and close to room temperature. So I mean, this it beer's sounds been out good for probably outside of the coconut. The coconut sounds like <laughs> Well, for that's that's just like your opinion, man. No, <laughs> it's the truth. You can't oh. handle the truth. You want answers. I want the truth. Oh. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Exactly. You can't do it. 
<laughs> uh, no, so let's, this has been out of the fridge probably close to 40 minutes now. Um, so let's take a sip and see how it goes. All right. Well, let's beer. Sorry. I know. We, I was even promised we had a, a sound effect here. And I'm thirsty. Listen, trying to drink beer and run the soundboard. Hey, you knew exactly what you signed up for when you asked if you could go. <laughs> it's true. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Is beer good? Is beer good? Is beer good and stuff? It might be and stuff. Um, no, this is this is interesting. It's very bitter. Um, up front, like a lot of like bitter, like the baker's chocolate. Like you can just taste that it's extremely dark. Co- uh cocoa or cacao i guess um basically that's that's what i taste all the way through with like slight hints of coconut on on the back side it just kind of tastes like it tastes like heavy baker's chocolate with coconut which is good i don't get any caramel or vanilla or milk chocolate but it's the you could definitely tell that underneath is a very simple stout with not a lot of fancy additions to to the actual base beer it's all you can tell that it's all added Post beer brewing, if that makes sense. Right. I got gotcha. you. Mm. After the boil, yeah, it's it's good. It is very silky smooth. Um, it's thick. It is thick like motor oil. Like this thing stays coated in your mouth. The it's very coconutty on the back end. But Chris, I think you actually would like this one because it's not overly powering of coconut. Like it's not like it's not like you bit into a coconut when you when you're done drinking the beer. It's not like you just took a big old bite out. See, I feel like we've had this conversation before, and Chris has said like. Just the slightest hints, That's then that just overwhelms his palate. Yeah, I mean, that's... I have had beers more recently that, like, Dana had one not that long ago that had coconut in it, but I was still like, oh, that's actually not that bad. So maybe, you might be so, right. There might be enough covering it, but, um, yeah, it just, it, has, it depends on a lot of things, and it cannot be too much coconut, but... I, was that the one that she brought to the podcast that I had given you? Oh, probably. I think it was that one. I don't know. The IPA? See, this is why we need a historian. <laughs> I, I I was impressed when when you know she was drinking it and that you tried it and that you you didn't absolutely hate yeah, it. Yeah, that just, was I did just Phoenix puke all over the place. Something right was the brewery Phoenix. What was it called? No, Barreled Souls. Barreled Souls. Yeah. Okay, that was the one. I would be um I'm going to pre warn the listeners. Be prepared to hear a lot of Barreled Souls in the coming months because I'm a uh, I'm a barrel member now, which means that. I get discounts on everything. I get like twelve bottles of beer for free. I thought they were in Maine. They are in Maine. Well, okay. for for free, meaning after you, well, yeah, after you, pay as part of you my buy membership. your barrel. Yeah, after well, I get yeah, I get multiple different beers. Like I get like a Magnum beer out of it too. Like there's like a lot of beer coming from this this brewery. I don't think Caitlin was that happy to find out that I had joined a barrel membership. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel the same way about. Um, Imagination, like I said, now they're available to distribute here. I think they're going to be a high percentage of my beer use. And I know we like to, to mix it up as much as possible, but I'm like running out of running out of breweries by me. You know what happens if you drink all the breweries in your state? You have to, you have to move. move. Yeah, I know. You have to go to a new state. Yeah. All but right. Anyways, anyway, back to the back to this beer. It's good. Um, you know, they had a beer there when I was there that, I, I think I mentioned this, that tastes exactly like Abraxas. I mean, it was like spot on Abraxas to a T. With the spicy chilies and all that stuff, it was delicious. This, not quite there. Um, it's not as, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite by them. It's good. Um, still a really solid beer, really good stout. But 
knowing the capabilities of this brewery, this is good. I would say it's great, but it's not the best I've had from them. They got right. more potential. Stands as, yeah, that still stands as the beer. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it, but it's the Abraxas knockoff, and it's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to give this, I say all that to then say, this is a 425. Okay. Um, it's still <laughs> a damn good stout. Um, it's just not, you know, when when your brewery's throwing out 4.75s and 4.5s, this is, it's a little bit of a lower rating. Yeah, I mean, I guess still, still, per, still pretty darn good. Yeah, <laughs> it it is. And this brewery, as you know, I think I've said time and time again, this is going to be the what Connecticut. This is going to be the the brewery that's known in the state of Connecticut as producing the best stouts. I mean, they do it well. They do it great. So, that's in other words, if there was one brewery near you that you could join their barrel cl- club, it would be Coles Road. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, so what do you think the other 23 people who've had this beer and rated it on tap <laughs> think of it? Is that it? Yeah. 23? Damn. Oh, lordy. Okay. All right. We're going to shoot high. Uh, 4.55. Oh, that's a very high guess. Um, and it was high, but not quite that high. It's a 4.43. Okay. That's yeah. still, still pretty darn high. Still pretty darn high. Yeah. It must be snowing in Connecticut because two of the recent check-ins complained about having to shovel. So <laughs> it is. It's been snowing literally all day. Yeah. It was snowing before I woke up. It's still snowing now, and it's supposed to snow well past I go to bed. Yeah, I I heard that as well. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had to do uh, we had to do a quick weather is different in different places. So uh, <laughs> hey, one of our favorite. You know segments. what? It wasn't that different today. I believe it snowed in Montana, and I think it snowed in North Carolina today too. So. I mean, it's not that different. I'm in different sure places. it snowed somewhere in Montana, but I didn't get snow. It, it oh. flurried. It flurried. It didn't even nothing. See? Nothing stuck. But we did get some flakes falling. And if you climb up to the top of the mountain in Obert's backyard with his moose, I'm sure it snowed up there today. Maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So with that, Chris, you are the final person who hasn't drank. Woohoo! I mean, what? No, blasphemy! All right. So I am bringing something a little bit, a uh, little bit different. Uh, not quite as fancy as the beers y'all brought, but um, something that I saw and I was like, I'll give this, I'll give this a go. So Firestone, uh, Firestone Walker with has a Flyjack, which is a hazy IPA, but it is one of the, it is only ninety six calories for a twelve ounce oh, can. Oh, interesting. So this is this is uh, our hashtag TudFit segment. <laughs> trying to trying I to forgot get about hashtag Ted fit. Yeah, he's got, got the, the shirt, shirt on and everything. <laughs> it's made. It's made. It's made to be. It's made to be. So that was awesome. Hashtag Ted fit. Yes. Uh, segments uh, trying to, you know, it's, it's still cold out as we just talked about. So, but there's always a good time to start getting it right for summer. Get that summer bod going. So uh, I decided why not? 96 calories. Psh. I could drink a thousand of these, and it'll probably be fine. So okay, I'm gonna look. I'd up, like to see you on a thousand of them. While you're while you're reviewing this beer, I'm gonna look up ten ways to burn a hundred calories. So uh, Ooh. we could be calorie neutral Ooh, there on the we go. podcast. Okay. Hopefully, talking for an hour is one of them. Um, well, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> ways to burn a hundred calories. I like that. So I should go out by saying this is only only four percent alcohol. If you could imagine. So it's a very light, light, 
I would say you don't say a, it's a ninety six calorie beers light on alcohol. Right, you're right, right, right. But you know, I I would call this almost like a session IPA instead, instead of like a hazy IPA. They're trying to get away with too much there. They are they taking are. too many liberties there. Um, but if you, I don't know if it comes across well, but it it is extremely light. Uh, it is it's it is hazy. I can't really see through it, but it is a very very light, um, like yellow yellow head. Dissipated. It looks like urine. It, it kind it kind of does. I didn't want to be so crass about it, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, this is an audio medium. We have to kind of describe it for the listeners. Yeah, picture just just your pee. yellowest of urine. Not yellowest <laughs> of urine. Trust me. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a pretty a pretty a pretty dark pea color. So I am impressed that they were able to get a haze out of a out of a four percent beer and a ninety six calorie beer. That's. Oh yeah, no. This is uh like I'm gonna go, go out on a limb and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is healthy because uh, <laughs> it's only it's only five grams of carbs, one gram of protein. Get big. There you go. And zero grams of fat. So look, it's basically it's basically healthy. That is, it's basically that water. That is pretty good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's it's like just healthy water. Yeah. Um, it's like beefy water with that one gram of protein. <laughs> I can't. How did they get a gram of protein in there? I, listen, I don't know. Beef jerky. That's the probably. haze. That's, That's the, the haze. haze. Yeah, there you go. It's all that dead yeast floating around. What do you think <laughs> it is? Oh, uh, okay. Like, does beer naturally have some protein to it? I think yeast is protein. Like, like do I need to tell like my gym trainers like I'm getting swole by drinking beer? Dirty bulking. One gram per <laughs> per hazy beer. Hey, if I drink. You know, five hundred of them. And, of, you know, I was gonna say one hundred and forty of them a day. Like, <laughs> so you can drink a thousand. That's that's my daily protein goal. There we go. There Perfect. Go. Uh, so it is. A, it does smell uh, crisp and clean. It has a little bit of a uh, little bit of a citrusy smell to it. Um, but I'm curious. Normally sessions aren't my favorite, but this is a hazy IPA. So let's see how how this one bodes. I feel like that that drop fits this beer. Like you need to be active for that song, and you can't be weighted down and bloated by carby beer. That's right. Right. So I will start off with the mouth feel. It almost feels really carbon. It's really carbonated. It's Pringly. So <laughs> <laughs> it's Pringly. It's a. Uh, it you know it, it feels pretty carbonated. Like kind of, almost like a seltzer kind of carbonation to it. I don't know if that's necessary, but it is very light, uh, very refreshing. Um, you know, obviously we talked about how outside of just being swole um, in protein, it is a pretty clean drinker. There is like it's almost like a like a lem- almost like lemony sort of hint to it. I don't know if that's it's not yeah, orange. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. what you're saying. I found that with those like locale IPAs, it's like they got to put some flavor in somehow. Yeah, it's almost like a lemony kind of kind of feel. It's not. It's certainly not bad for a four percent beer that is only ninety six calories. Um, now, I mean, it is just uh, IPA. It's got some of that citrusy, the lemon that I was talking about, and just that that weird uh, pringliness from uh, from the carbonation. But I mean, it's it's solid. It's a solid little beer. You could replace. You know, you could equal out those calories just by. Um, ironing clothes for 34 minutes. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 34 minutes of ironing clothes. That sounds like that sounds like hell. 
<laughs> you could do like 15 minutes on like a like a spin bike or, or 19 and a half minutes gardening <laughs> actually you weren't you weren't off tud cycling 13 minutes for light cycling seven and a half minutes for vigorous cycling so <laughs> what's my shirt say over what's my shirt say hashtag, hashtag tud fit hashtag tud fit yeah. um okay uh, so here's here's a fun fact, a fun Chris fact for everybody out there. Historian, take note. <laughs> you can only iron for 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> I do not know if I have, in my entire lifetime, ironed for 34 minutes. Consecutive, like, cumulative? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of an ironer, you know? Uh, you honest- just go wrinkle? Honestly, I don't think so i can only remember a couple times that i've ever ironed and it was not for 17 minutes so <laughs> so i don't think i've ever ironed for 34 minutes well if you ever never have, have to I iron, ever if you ever have to iron now you know that you can have this beer on the ironing table with you That's and you'll true. be fine it's like it balances yes. out i'm i'm thinking like oh good i finally have some ironing fuel that's what i have <laughs> <laughs> I probably this is yeah. this is fuel for the few times I've ironed already plus maybe another 25 minutes. <laughs> well, listen, you don't want to iron too much that like you burn all the calories that you need to survive. So you need to stay away from ironing. Right. I get hooked. <laughs> I iron everything. <laughs> You're ironing all of CJ's clothes. Just like <laughs> Hashtag, remember, remember his exercise routine that he was doing before his other kid was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. ironing. Was C, what was it? A A thirty seven or something like that. It was J ninety three. I don't know. T twenty five. T twenty five. That's what it was. Yeah. So it's Chris's new workout is I thirty six. I thirty four. Yeah, there's no way we're gonna con him into those extra two minutes. Oh God, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, but good. It's a good little, uh, good little beer. I'm probably I'm gonna give it a three seven five. Um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't if I found a twelve pack of these somewhere just to like have around for like. Ah, oh, I just want a light beer. It's a it's a solid like light beer. It's a good stream uh, beer. It's a it's a good stream beer. If you're gonna go if you're gonna go the distance, if you're gonna go fifteen hours, <laughs> and you yeah. need to you need to to pace yourself, but. If you had a choice between this beer and drinking Trulies or Bud Light Seltzers or High Noons, what would you go with? Considering that they're all basically the same calorie range and they're all basically the same ABV. I don't think I've had High Noon. Okay. Um. So that's a good. That's a good. That's a good question. So Bud Lights, I I don't norm. I only drink Bud Lights one way, and that's magical. And um, but. <laughs> Other than that, I think it would be good to break up the monotony of just Trulies. Like, I don't think I could do solely this beer for a, a whole like afternoon or stream or whatever. But it would be a nice like break in yeah. between Trulies or maybe a heavy beer and then maybe one of these. Um, especially if if I'm if I'm drinking like IPAs already, this will be like a nice bridge to extend. I got you. Well, keep an eye yeah. out for that 12 pack. I know. I'm actually like, oh, okay, all right, okay. I see you, Firestone Walker. I see you. Well, you know, and you know who doesn't see Firestone Walker is the brother who got kicked off the island for Firestone Walker. If you if you remember way back in the early parts of this, we learned that these that this was a brother combination or brother-in-law combination where they got into like an argument and now they don't speak. No. Yeah, I believe they are I the think... Leo versus Ursus. Yeah, I think that they yeah. still. 
I think it's like a friendly competition. I don't think it's like actual. I thought hatred. one of the guys left. I thought one got killed in a <laughs> duel. I heard they killed each other in a duel, and now the brewery's <laughs> run by ghosts. <laughs> Ghost brewery. Ghost brewery. No. All right. So, out of twenty-four thousand check-ins. Whoa. Okay. What do you believe that the rating is? Three point six three. Lock it in. No. Do it anyway. End of segment. Do it. No. <laughs> it's uh three point four five. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a lot lower than I thought. Yeah. I was mine was low too. I guess we had overestimates. And I think that makes Tud man of the people. Tud is man of the people this week. For, he is. Four hundred and first time. Okay. I don't I don't understand. Your math that doesn't add up. Good thing it's not hashtag Tud Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Tud Math. Hashtag Tud Math. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I just think when you when you run Ramshot over the competition, you just start to get to make up your own. I I listen. We got to go to the historian because I feel like honestly, I feel like I'm I'm man of the people the most. That's entirely false. I do not think so. I don't think so. I was well, man of the people last week. Regardless of the history, Tud. Definitely it's, earned his hawks. So hawk, 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 hawk. You like my little, yeah, my little like Hulk Hogan. Keep on honking me. I'm like a car <laughs> holding up traffic over here. Over oh, what we need to do one day is we need to get you to record like you honking over like song. So like like keep on honking me, baby. Uh, we could, but I just like the I just like it fresh. I like doing it live every time, every week since our drop stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> I like an excuse. I like my my downstairs neighbor to be curious about why I I shout honks in my, my microphone why you on honk. Monday nights. Yeah, my neighbor's weird. I like to think. I like to. I like that you think that your neighbor's listening to you feverishly every Monday. Yeah, she just loves hearing a third you, of the conversation. That's right. So I figured I would bring a new segment to the show that'll Ooh. last a few episodes. We love new kind of like yeah. It's my favorite kind of like while of you were. Tr- well, my, my two favorite kind of segments are new segments and recurring segments. So so all segments <laughs> are your favorite. Um, no, so this is a list that I found called the um, 25 Most Important IPAs Right Now Ranked by s- some person named Kat Walanuski for VinePair.com. So I figured we'd go through this list a little bit per week, starting with number 25 and working our way down to one. Okay, I'm just going to warn you. Sounds like this is from a wine website. I'm already skeptical. <laughs> I've I've looked through the list and I I think that it's a good list. Okay. Okay. You gotta tell us how important these IPAs are. Starting with number twenty five. Yes. So number twenty five is Ninja vs. Unicorn by Pipeworks Brewing out of Chicago. Okay. It sounds very familiar. Have I had this? It does sound familiar. Probably. So the the reason that this one is important is because it was the first beer that Pipeworks ever packaged in cans. And it was the first 16-ounce can that the company ever produced as well. So it's their first can in general. Um, and it remains the most the brewery's most popular beer. And it, um, I should have and so it is considered still among the best IP. Despite being six years old, it's considered still one of the best representations of a New England-style IPA out of Chicago. So for that reason, it makes this list. Okay. I can't argue with that. I mean, I don't know Chicago beers that well. But, uh... you've, but you've had this one. No, I don't. I don't know if I have it. Sounds familiar, but Untapped is not helping me out there. It looks like this. Yeah, I think we might have read it on a previous list or something. Oh okay. yeah, 
I haven't had it either. So wow. So I all right. So I've had this one. It's a very good beer. Oh, you got to lead with that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> in the lead one, over here. Hailing from Chicago, Illinois. Listen, I said it's a new. I said it's a new segment. Beer so we're, I've we're had working before. on this. <laughs> Coming in at number twenty-four, another beer that I've had, but it's also a beer that Obert has had, but I know Chris has not had it. That's rude. So it is the Shoots Fresh Squeezed out of Bend, Oregon. Oh. I'm pretty sure I've had that. I yeah, they're uh, they're all the rage here. They you can, I Fresh Squeezed is a solid. That's an important IPA. I, I'd back that one up for sure. It's considered a symbol of resilience and a damn tasty beer at that. That is their slogan for this beer. Okay, no, I have not. <laughs> See, told you. Yeah, like I said, they're like almost like the harpoon of the Northwest in terms of like size and distribution reach, maybe. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the next one weighing in at or coming in at number twenty-three is I don't think it's a beer that any of us ha- have had, which is good and bad. Which means that there's always new beer out there to explore. So if you haven't had any of these beers, you guys should go out and, and try to find them. But it is the uh, double dry hopped rare trait from from Cerebral Brewing Company out of Denver. Hmm. No, not even heard of it. Me neither. That's that's a that's a new one. I had not heard of it, I guess, until this this list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in at number 22 is actually one from Connecticut, and I don't think either of you have had this either, which is interesting. And I, this is where this this one I disagree with on the list, but I see why it's here, but we're going to we'll get there. It is Athletic Brewing Company's Freeway Double IPA. So what Athletic Brewing Company is, is it is a uh, non-alcoholic brewing company. I've heard about these guys. That's based out of Connecticut. Didn't Jenna do beer from them? I think we, or something. She may have. Yeah. And they like, they're all up in my Instagram feed trying to get me to stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need that kind of negativity, if yeah, I'm being really. honest. They're renowned for being a, a, a great non-alcoholic beer brewer. Um, so I, I get why they're on the list. I don't know if it counts as being a top 25 IPA because it's technically not an IPA, but I guess if it's brewed like an IPA, have you tried it? Have you tried it, Ted? I have not tried this one. I've tried their standard IPA and it was good. the, The issue I have with them is that I can see that, you know, if you were going to be going for a non alcoholic beer, it would be a good beer. But for them, at least the one I had, they claimed it was, you know, a great IPA substitute. And I found it to be maltier than I prefer my IPAs. Mm, okay. Mm. Number 21, and this is, this is where we're going to leave it this, for this, this week, is Hudson Valley Incandenza Sour IPA from Hudson Valley Brewing Company out of Beacon, New York. I have not had that Your one. Your neck of the woods. Have you, have you heard of these guys? It, I've heard of Hudson Valley. I've never had their beer. Um, but this is... This is considered important because it is considered one of the better sour IPAs in existence. And it's creating an entirely new beer brand. I disagree with this because I think I've been having sour IPAs for the past like three or four years. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, can't they've been think around of, for like, a while. Any ones that are that jump out to me is like great sour IPAs. Yeah, I mean, there was 12% had, a, had one the other, the other week called like Gunjarao, which was like wasabi and some other Japanese stuff. And it came out really weird. It had some coconut, so Chris definitely would have hated it. <laughs> you don't say. Wasabi, um, coconut, sour IPA? I don't know how that could be bad. <laughs> it tastes weird. That's it was, what, it was good. Weird. Nice. Huh. Yeah, no, that that's, that is that is weird. I've definitely had good sour uh, sour IPAs, but like, there's not like one benchmark where it's like, you know, when you think of like, 
heady topper. You're like, oh yeah, it's the first New England IPA, blah blah blah, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't, I can't think of any we've done on the show that are like great sour IPAs. No, I don't think, I don't think they're they're tough to come by. And then when you have them, it's even tougher to have a great one. Ted, dig through your your archives, and by your archives, I mean your beer fridges to find a good sour IPA for next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will take a look. I know I've had them. Um, it's probably the wrong time of year to have yeah. one right now. Yeah. But if I have one, I will bring it next week. Okay. Um, well, that was good. I think the only thing missing is you got to name the segment um, right. for us. You know, mm. we got important important IPA list. Um, you you got a name? We, we just go back. To, what are we going to call this list next week? Listy what, lists of lists. What if it's like just a recurring segment where like, Tud goes five through lists, and then when he's done with one list, he just starts another list. There we you go. Know? Tud, Ma- Tud maybe not list. every week. Maybe maybe not every week, but um, Tud takes it down. That's what that's what I had. But how about the countdown? The countdown with Tud. Yeah, the countdown with Tud. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with a sound drop for this now. Okay, that's your challenge. You got a whole week to figure it out. But that and I gotta find a sour IPA. But speaking of sound drops, it's the time of the episode <laughs> where we uh, rush over to our freezer, f- fling open the door, reach in that top shelf, pull out that frosty mug, uh, get it out, and uh, fill it with some rapidly cooling wisdom, some delicious frosty wisdom. Um, you know, it could be it could be shopping apps, it could be compressed air. You don't know. It's uh, the Frosty Mug of Wisdom, Jordan. Oh, they, oh, they know. <laughs> Jordan, take it away. <laughs> Frosty Mug of Wisdom. All right. That was a uh, good job. That was wrong. <laughs> Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that Thank you, Jordan, uh, for gracing us with that song. Also, thanks to the woman playing the organ at the baseball game <laughs> for that little little pre-show there. Um, we had to lead up to it. Yeah, we did. We had to lead up to it. And uh, Tud, you are honk, 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 man of the people this week. You know, I don't really normally care time. about being man of the people. I'm going to try harder now that I see how much Tud enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> man.
make, making up his is is hashtag fake news about. I just think it's funny that you think you're man of the people more. That's I, I'm. We all know I, feel like, I am. I feel the like man I'm man of, of the people. people all the time. Yeah, I'll admit not. it's not me. I, I'm not. I'm not the the number one untapped <laughs> untapped her here. You, know, you guys, you guys are much more in touch with the average here. Um, but the race for ultimate honker, aka the man who gets it right, is still <laughs> wide open. <laughs> So someday, someday soon, we'll get there. Um, but until that day, Tud, who is going first this week? I'm, I'm going to make the guy who thinks that he's better than me go first. Chris, you're up. Okay. So uh, it's something that I recently got into. I don't think I've put, I don't think I put this over before. Um, but uh, every time you open a pack of Pokemon cards. Sure, right? as you do. You get a at, stick of gum. As everybody does daily, multiple times a day. Um, you get this little code card that comes with it for the tcg online right yeah we we know uh, we all know we as we all know (laughs) yeah so until then i just was like throwing them to the side i was like i'm never gonna use these but recently i was watching a uh streamer and he was playing the tcg online and i was like oh that looks like a lot of fun so I downloaded it. I started playing, and it is a lot of fun, especially if you are a fan of Pokemon cards, um, like you know I am. Um, it's basically you use these cards to get packs and things. Yeah, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> like, like there's more than a hundred there. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, but you use them, and you open up digital packs online. Uh, you can build decks. Uh, you can play in tournaments. Uh, you can. I'm still working through like the newbie beginner stuff because I have not put a ton of hours into it yet. But it is a lot of fun. Um, so if you're interested in um, checking out TCGO, T- Trading Card Game Online for Pokemon, I highly recommend it. Um, you don't need to buy packs. You can get. You can unlock packs. Uh, you don't have to buy physical packs. You have like a starter deck that's not very good, but you unlock as you start beating more people and you get a bunch of stuff. So it's not like it, it's not a, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you spend money, you can probably get better stuff faster, but you don't have to. So again, I know I'm, I'm slowly shifting from, from Pokemon, uh, from, from shopping apps to Pokemon, but (laughs) but Pokemon's always been in your wheelhouse. It's always been there. It's always there. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, check it out if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I do have a question for you. If you scan that QR code, do you get the same cards that came in your deck? No, in the game? no. I well, okay. So I haven't. Rede- I've only redeemed maybe twenty or thirty so far. So I haven't noticed yet. Um, I'm really gonna have to like do a test because I did think the same thing. I was like, is it the same deck? But I don't think it. I, or the same pack? I don't think it is though. No, they Unless wouldn't it's hook like, you that way. Like the hook is like. Oh, but I can get unlock even more different cards if I go online with this fancy Ooh, QR code. Yeah, there you go. And you know you can collect them all online, which is kind of neat too. So uh, check it out, TCGO Trading Card Game Online. It's free. Um, you know you can't put Beer Dad in because apparently it's not family friendly. Which it's is got Dad t- in the name. I know, I know. I think it's the beer they don't like. Oh. Wow. So if you ever get wrecked by Br Dad Gamer, that's me. <laughs> i thought you were gonna go with like bear dad bear dad bear dad wouldn't have been bad either but so there you go pokemon uh trading card game online check it out if you like pokemon and trading cards so or one of the two or one of the two well 
definitely definitely the trading card part <laughs> i don't think yeah. if you... <laughs> um but anywho uh obert what do you got for us this week the obes oh oh yeah that's right damn it the obes espn ate the obes as as promised for the last two weeks i finished my audiobook i can now that it's done give a recommendation for devolution the uh the bigfoot book by max brooks it's um it's pretty good like i said 10 hour audiobook breeze through it not too bad um it definitely reads more like a screenplay for a horror movie than a novel like you could definitely tell it was written to be turned into a movie if that makes sense but if you're someone who likes movies that seem to be based on books a lot and you want to get ahead of the curve check out devolution it's like your classic i don't know if alien was the movie that like invented this but it's like okay at the beginning like you don't really see the monster at all but then eventually like you get more and more glimpses of the monster and then at the end there's you know a huge conflict um but it was a it was a solid book a good easy listener i gotta thank um thank larissa as the one who recommended it to me uh you know she's been the source of quite a few of my handles so cheers larissa um check out devolution by max brooks in print audiobook um you could just not pay for it and get it from the library like i did or you can pay <laughs> real dollars and get it in bits on your e-device or or ink on your paper device i don't know or if you wait <laughs> long enough you could see the movie maybe i don't know i don't think it's gotten picked up as a movie yet We'll see. So now, when you say that it's written as a movie, is it like Jim enters from no, stage no, left no, and no. says to Paul, who's standing on right side of stage... It's not written like Hello. a script. It's written more like a screenplay, I think, is the right... So it's like, like I said, it's, you know, if you've read books that have been turned into movies, like a novelization of a movie, I don't know. There's, um, you could see it turning into a movie really easily. You know, it's like, it's set up in a way where it would be very well, it would translate to cinema... Very nicely. Um, that's what I got for a handle this week. Uh, like I said, been teasing it for a couple weeks now. Uh, glad I could finally put my stamp of approval on this one. Uh, which leaves Tud as the last last handle standing here. That's me. You got to close this out strong, buddy. Yeah. So my handle this week is um, a handle that I just recently learned about. For those of us who are working from home still during this quarantined time. And it is a two-way dual monitor KVM by TE Smart. So what this is, is basically I have my work laptop and I have my desktop. And they both need to utilize the two computer screens that I have. And I like to use dual monitors. So I don't want to use one monitor for my work laptop and one monitor for my computer. I want to be able to use them both for either whatever I'm using at that time. So what this does is you take um, a display port and an HDMI cable from each device and you run it into this kvm switch that sits on your desktop and then from this switch you run two hdmi cords to your monitor and then you plug in your mouse and your keyboard into the switch and there's a button on the front of the switch that you press and it flip-flops between the two um devices at all at a push of a button so i can actually have you know I can have my work laptop on and my desktop on, and I can switch back and forth and do different things at different times as needed. So you say you plug your keyboard and mouse into it as well. So it's not just the monitors; it's all of the, it's everything you need for your for your desk setup at home. You can just switch Correct. it at once from the different inputs. Yep, and there's um 
There's an input for speakers too, so the speakers transfer as well for sound. And then the the cool thing that this does too is you can actually set it up to where if you wanted to use single monitors, you could set it up to have one monitor be one device and one monitor be the other device at the same time. And the and when you go between screens, your mouse will move from device to device, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, that is fancy. You, you use those yeah. for those boring meetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if you ever want to just sit there and, you know, I guess... If you're, if you you're really some, in, in deep in a, in a game of Pokemon trading cards, I was gonna say you got to do you're some, also on a meeting. some Super Bowl betting research. <laughs> yeah, you know? very cool. Yeah so, um, yeah, so I assume this is an Amazon thing. We'll just send the, put the link to Amazon. Yep, link will be in the comments uh, or in the description. It is pricey. I'm not gonna lie. Get your job to pay for if it. You're, you know, I could ask. I did not ask them to pay for it so what? far. But oh if man, you, if you. It's at least a tax write-off. It could be could be that. Yeah. But if you are somebody who works from home and you do have two devices, this is definitely easier than switching, you know, the cords on your devices. Yeah. Repeatedly. I can vouch. I have a similar setup um, that I I have from work, and yeah, everything's plugged into it. So I just plug it from my USB port, my monitor, my laptop to my USB port, my desktop, and everything switches over. Easy as can be. And I will say that this thing does, these items do go on sale. So like when you look at the actual sticker price, it's probably going to be in the description. It's going to be much higher than what I paid for it. Um, but I got it on sale for about, I think it was like $115 at the time. So don't be shocked at the sticker price when you first get it or when you first click on it. Just wait till it's on sale next week and get it that way. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, I'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Coles Road Brewing Company for their Descent into Madness, bottle number two. I would like to thank Firestone Walker for their Flyjack Hazy IPA, only 96 calories. And I want to thank Oma Gang for their Winter is Here, Game of Thrones Double White Ale. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, Come, drop into our Discord. Uh, if you want to hang out, talk to us during the middle of the week, uh, talk to other fans, head on over there. You can join and participate in the conversation. Also, make sure that if you're looking for our older episodes to go to our website um, and find those there. Now, I think we only have episode or 23 on, right? I mean, when this one drops, we'll have 24 on. So, when you're hearing the sound of my voice, if you want to listen to the first 23 episodes, you, the only place to find it is our website. It's crazy, man. Crazy. So, with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. And guys, you know, I know you guys are always like, oh, you guys are always promoting your secure Twitch stream, blah, 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 Twitch.tv says be a gamer. But it actually worked. Someone showed up because they listened to the podcast. So, Gorilla Marketing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now we just cross promote the other week get more. Our streamers listening to our podcast. Yeah, that that I listen. I talk about it every stream. Oh, I don't know. Next week's my podcast for our link. For our, just keep in mind, listeners, the only fans for Chris and I is coming soon. Yes, I can't Absolutely. wait to get your calendar. <laughs>